ഓക്കെ വെൽക്കം ബാക്ക് ടു എപ്പിസോഡ് നയൻ ഓഫ് ഹൂസ് കോഡ് അഗൈൻ എ വീക്ക്ലി പോഡ്കാസ്റ്റ് ലുക്ക് എറ്റ് ഓൾ തിങ്സ് ഫുട്ബോൾ പ്രൈമറിലി ഇൻ യൂറോപ്പ് ഐ മീ ഹോസ് അവൻ ഐ എം ജോയിൻ ബൈ മൈ ടു കോ ഹോസ് അക്ഷയ് അന്ത് ഷാർ വെൽക്കം ബാക്ക് ഗൈസ് ഫുട്ബോളിന് Uh, so we'll quickly go through what we're looking at this week. Uh, we'll be looking at Champions League fixtures, uh, the results from the last two days. We'll be looking at the weekend's fixtures, specifically uh, that controversial Spurs, uh, Spurs United game. We'll also take a look at the top four race, which is just a point between four teams, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a point to three to four points between... on uh, three uh, between four teams and we'll take a look at uh, the double game week coming up in FPL and a possible double game week up in game week 35 35 actually i think so hmm. not sure you I sound mean, uh, so much clearer today do you know that yeah that's because i'm not using my earphones uh so i know how loud i'm talking okay <laughs> your phone is a little tricky to ah, sometimes sometime. okay yeah opposite yeah. effect <laughs> <laughs> anyway on with the show Okay, uh, first of all, how is everyone since we, since I last saw you? Pretty good. <laughs> Do you have any news of people? I'm glad our fans also want to know how we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is not the only fans that we thought we'd have. <laughs> <laughs> and like that this yeah. is free so i don't know did anyone catch up on the champions league over the last two days yeah i watched the chelsea play over uh, yeah i watched the chelsea versus porto mm. and the 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 bayern uh, psg game mm. i was watching them simultaneously uh mostly because the chelsea one seemed like we were running some football simulation or something <laughs> i i i think it's a conspiracy theory they actually running football simulation <laughs> okay <laughs> no i can ima- i can imagine cuz uh, I, i remember i was following the chelsea porto game i was watching bayern psg and uh, i was getting very in- annoyed with with sane cuz he was brain dead ass kept making the wrong decision every time he got into the box and chelsea porto was just going along by itself it was like okay this game is done porto were trying they were but chelsea was like let them keep the ball they they dropped they had they played a back five yeah so we we had a back three actually a, a back three that switched switched to a five is it 
Yeah, yeah, they keep switching their fire. Hmm. We just sat back and defended, absorbed pressure, and uh, we could have done without that heart attack at the end. Hmm. Uh, but that that goal uh, from what Tamiri something. Yeah, Mehdi or something. Taremi. Yeah. Taremi. Taremi. Yeah. Huh. That's the the simultaneously the greatest and the most useless goal of all time <laughs> <laughs> in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> imagine scoring a bicycle kick wait what is with bicycle kicks in champions league but anyway imagine scoring a bicycle <laughs> kick then running taking the ball and then putting it in the center like not even getting time to celebrate it's like oh, i i have scored yeah, i have scored the greatest goal in my career time. i think they were trying yeah, to exactly. <laughs> sorry akshay <laughs> i think they were trying to level up and hence they wanted a quicker quicker turn around Yeah, Captain Nogget. <laughs> 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 yeah, but but the thing is it came in 90th second or 93rd minute, right? Yeah. And it was, it was only 94 minutes. Mm. So he didn't even get to celebrate the greatest goal of his career. That that that, that that's yeah. a bummer, dude. Uh, I was watching yeah. uh, Bayern PSG and I don't know, I think uh that their coach is leaving at the end of uh the summer right he's going at the end of the season yeah. he's, he's going to um coach the national team mm-hmm. but correct, those correct. i mean if they had lewandowski up front uh, i had predict- yeah this game would be yeah. so different like, yeah. so different yeah. because the decision making once they got in the box like up till till the till the edge of the box they were phenomenal psg was shitting bricks and neymar neymar did his best to lose that game he like he attempted yeah. everything possible he could have done an almost hat trick like easily yeah. like like he played so well actually mm-hmm. except for the finishing there was one point where he hits the post when he's one on one and then he slips or when he uh, i think uh, it's dimaria who runs to the byline and you know remember when we played fifa the other day the the, <laughs> the same tactic of running yes. down to the byline yeah. and cutting it back that's exactly what dimaria did and then neymar slips and the ball just like trudges across the goal line he wow. was uh, this was at 1-0 bayern and uh, and for bayern leroy sane was also attempting his best to make sure they uh, they did they got leroy sane got every decision of his role like every decision like he he carried the ball and then he just wouldn't pass he wouldn't he pass would, like, he would take shots from like absurd uh, uh, situations i'm like dude noir is they're all queuing up at the back post just bloody cross the ball what's wrong with you and um He's like, oh, Neuer was in some sweeper keeper form. Neuer was in sweeper yeah. keeper. He was playing in midfield. <laughs> there was yeah, point. exactly. What, there was one point. I'm like, I'm like, he's going. He's going. Yeah, he was at the half line. Yeah, <laughs> he was at the half line, like passing back and forth. <laughs> like, this boy has gone on a run. and like he doesn't care mbappe one of the quickest players in the world is like hanging around the halfway line i, I admire how fearless this bayern team are They're like we'll go out fuck it we'll go out playing the football we play which is which is like exactly how a team should be and i don't think they're going to be like this this is the last time we'll see them like this, like this because whoever they bring in and i think there's talk of nagelsman coming in uh, he's not going to play this brand of football nagelsman is a lot more pragmatic he's like he's like mourinho with a bit of flair maybe like almost like tushil he's all he's kind of 
he likes playing a three at the back system kind of compacts mm. midfield uh hits them on counters just very uh, he's he's capable of switching from a high press to a defensive system quite easily um yeah, yeah and that's about but i think this game like uh, the both the goalkeepers had a great game it's like as opposed to your a2 barcelona kind of champions league games this was a proper goalkeeper's game oh yeah dude. the I amount feel... of saves each side did yeah hmm. i think uh, psg barcelona was like one of it was one it was the first leg was was fun the the second leg was uh, was intense it they obviously not not the same amount of goals but definitely a lot more intense than any of the other games Chelsea obviously as as you know you had that late scare great one of his greatest goals of his career didn't happen but i don't think at any point in that game you were overtly concerned about not going through it was just porto didn't have the firepower and uh, tuchel is yeah. too is too much of a uh, a pragmatist to like not defend his leads if you look at the premier league for example they've barring i mean obviously that anomaly is being the west brom game he's considered they considered one goal or two goals up to that point yeah and that one is a no one goal for rodrigo yeah exactly oh, there we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so just yeah actually porto looked better in the the first leg like this leg they just looked like i think we just rendered them like useless like mm. they just couldn't do a breakthrough to anything yeah so which is yeah. which was kind of um, i mean now that it's a good transition into the liverpool um, Madrid game because that game also that game was had a fair few chances at the start Salah missed a golden one on one and uh, but barring that Madrid completely stifled Liverpool in that game Casemiro had the game of his life he, he just yeah, yeah. He, every game time of... yeah every time Salah got the ball there were three people on him the way that Madrid team um, press in, uh, in not press per se like the way they defend in the final third is is insane um and they weren't even they had no ramos they didn't have varane so they were playing uh, nacho and yeah for uh, a team like for a team with full of injuries the mm-hmm. times done a hell of a job like hell of a job like, dude no i ramos, uh, like, like i don't know how but he just pull like zidane's man management is like there's no equal to it like he might not be great at tactics and all like pep but just his man management is so good he's like, like he i feel he once he gets to the champions league of uh, barring stupid uh, stupid decisions from his own players like varan last year he is capable of navigating his way at least to the final without having any issues and i, I genuinely i think they play chelsea next and that's going to be a very interesting game as to who comes out on top I think Chelsea yeah. have have the more firepower but Zidane just has this weird knack of You know what Zidane did he was like uh, I have to play Vinicius mm. he gave Vinicius private training sessions like only him and Vinicius and he was doing it every day for 2 hours dude and that's what you saw like the effect of it yeah. uh, in in the Champions League So Zidane is what was one of my favorite players growing up like if you see that 2006 world cup um where he yeah. he, he got head button he got sent off he was what yeah. 30, 34 at that time when he was he was running that work that France midfield 
that spain the, the funny thing is he had retired yeah and he came and back the president called him back, him back. Uh, the president of france asked him to come back for the to the team one of yeah, one of my like probably my favorite player of the early 2000s it's just he was is exceptional and you you know you know what the funny thing about great footballers is they very rarely translate into good managers obviously if you have you have johan cruyff who basically created an entire system on which barcelona now uh are, are built on and very few great players out there that um are great managers like you have maradona who is clearly not interested in, i mean he was the manager in 2010 right for argentina nobody had any clue what he was doing um you have uh, all of um, marco van basten not not a great player frank rijkaard was okay at barcelona but did did bring messi into the squad but it doesn't take a lot for anyone to see to look at a tiny grain and go holy shit what the hell is that uh, so i guess i don't know i think great players are not understanding you know when you have a dip in form they're like i would have done this why yeah, you didn't do this exactly <laughs> exactly why roy right. keen and could uh, is never a great manager cuz he's just like what the fuck are you doing like like this must be so this is so easy this stuff that comes really easy to him yeah this score a goal like what's wrong yeah, with you what's wrong with you yeah, what's like oh, why are you sad oh you should be a man it's, it's just it's very difficult for them to understand that not everybody is uh, as i mean is as up to the level as they are which is why i think neither messi or ronaldo should go to management i don't think either of them will Uh, Ronaldo definitely not. I feel he's too vain and too yeah, okay. too up his own ass to like. Um, uh, what do you call to even consider? No, Messi. Messi is not a leader, and Ronaldo, yeah, yeah he won't give a shit. Like, I don't think that's his future. Anymore. I mean, he's a great he's a great leader in in the dressing room as a captain. He's very good, um, but as a manager, uh, yeah, I, I think right. yeah, as a manager, the challenges that he will face are are a lot more different. like you take no he won't be able to connect like at basic yeah. level you won't be able to connect like why you can't do this or why you're doing this so what do you do like, like you, nothing like imagine so you you take frank lampard for example right he is trying to coach what is frank lampard best known for his late runs into the box because if hmm. whoever you take ashley co you take bussinga you take whoever whoever is in which your right back or your winger makes those runs into the box and they and they look up they know that if drogba doesn't get it if if balak is not there to pick it up they know lampard is coming lampard who is sitting uh, who's playing in central midfield is going to make that run so they'll just push the ball in lampard will find his way at the end of it now him trying to coach it to someone i mean mason mount is the exception because i think you genuinely have the next lampard in him uh, that he's not he doesn't have lampard's frame he's not his i don't know i i mean his passing range may not be as good but definitely a player there and and for lampard to get his yeah like for, for him to get that idea across of something he was doing so effortlessly it came to him almost as in uh, as a second nature it, it you struggle trying to put that to a team where uh, into a team where you have rudiger throwing a fit marcus alonso who doesn't like defending but is somehow a left wing back It, these are no, but that, there I think Lampard just needed more 
more time to do more coaching hmm. to understand team tactics like he was playing everybody out of position at some point uh, he wasn't giving clear instructions hmm. so maybe defensively he's not great because he doesn't know how to coach defensive Possibly. formations he doesn't hmm. know how to coach uh, like like you know like uh, like a lot of pundits were saying like when when chelsea were losing the ball early they weren't coming back together to hold a defensive line hmm. there was no cohesive they they were getting caught and on he, the counter he, yeah he, yeah he didn't know how to give those instructions so maybe over time he learn like he yeah. won't do some managing gigs somewhere else hmm. he learn and then then maybe maybe he'll come back also who knows right hmm. yeah. but what, what what was it like coming back to like this champions league fixture what surprises me the most is this liverpool team like a year back would you be saying like how shit they are now like, <laughs> like no, a mean, year back not even a year back like just just now like it feels like just like last september <laughs> yeah i i feel they are, they are a lot better they, now than they were in january because in january they looked like a relegation team they couldn't win at home they i seem they they were a bit of their so what happened to those front three like for me no look shit mane look shit so there's a very oh yeah i think mane is mane might be beyond his prime now that's how he looks i don't know like fomino might be having an off season but mane genuinely looks like he's having like like he's passed like he's gone you, you know what i think the issue with i think the issue with mane is right now that his confidence is gone okay it's not it's not like timo werner gone it's gone to a point where he finds himself facing goal there may be about five defenders in front of him but he's like shit i need to score i need to score i need to score because only when i score i'll get that chance and he completely ignores everybody else around him even in that the liverpool game the liverpool madrid game how many passing options he just kept going uh trying to take shot on, uh, shots on goal and you can see why klopp dropped him uh at the start, i mean he dropped him against aston villa uh, on the weekend which we'll get to but there is there's this theory that running around allegedly about liverpool's major like at least half of that squad are asthmatic i don't know if you've read this but uh, half of that squad are asthmatic so as so wow. they uh so they are prescribed in obviously inhalers yeah. and the inhale and the inhalers are almost like uh they tend to increase lung capacity or at least you're just able you're able to be a lot more active which is why for two seasons they ran more than anybody else uh they also like uh put a lot of caffeine into their system and, and this is a problem most premier league i mean most teams are doing like pep did it for two years and then you could see the you can't do it for three years because then it becomes a problem becomes harmful so you can do it do it in cycles of two so you can see that like peps Pep's team ran more than anywhere else for two seasons, and then last season they dropped off, and they dropped off bad. One injury derailed their entire season, and you could say the same happened to Liverpool. While obviously failing to adapt to a system where they could get the best out of their players, they insisted on playing the way they play with a backline uh, that is not good at defending. Traditionally, Van Dijk covers up a lot of their deficiencies, but to lose Van yeah. Dijk. Joe Gomez and uh, Joel Matip, your three starting centre backs, is going to be a problem for any team. And Trent, as good as he's going forward, is horrible going back. 
correct correct so i mean i, I don't know like um, which is i mean you, we should probably touch up on city beating dortmund because that was a game dortmund threw away i mean not really threw away because once city got the ball after their goal they just pressurized them to death foden what a guy what a guy dude and also it was foden also was smart they got, both the goals came from dortmund mistakes the first one was uh, emre chan deciding to like do some sort of acrobatics in the box handball uh, and uh, penalty maris scores well, Emre Can still playing, always funny. Yeah, yeah. Emre Emre Can is is still is still a thing, and even in the first leg, he he messed up and gave them both goals. He plays, yeah, he played uh, Gundogan offside for the first goal for the second goal, and now he's done something similar here. And Dortmund's so stupid; they switch off at the corner, and Foden just takes a pot shot, which the keeper should be saving. but once that goal goes in dortmund were like the moment that goal went in dortmund out of the competition because they had to score 3 and it was what yeah, well, that's not happening yeah that's not happening with the way city were keeping the ball you know you know you play fifa online there's that one asshole who holds possession and keeps passing it around the back doesn't doesn't progress play but who just keeps passing it around the back That's yeah. what. That's what city. Dude, but the one thing for the Dortmund team was that Jude Bellingham. Dude, what a guy! Seventeen-year-old like, guy in a Champions League. Like, dude, he was running that midfield. <laughs> yeah, he was bossing shit, dude. He was bossing everybody in that midfield. I'm really happy he went to Dortmund because if he'd gone to an English club and United were pursuing the life out of him, you know, when United really want someone. they'll be, they wheel out fergie to go and like show him around the training facilities which is what they did yeah. so <laughs> they so they him and his dad came and they were like oh come we'll take you around the facilities but unfortunately for uh, for the team the administration is run at least the transfer committee is run by two absolute morons uh, which is why they ended up missing out both like solskjaer said i want jude bellingham and i want erling haaland when he was he came in as interim at that time haaland was haaland was at uh, was at molde or this is basically like uh, uh, solskjaer has coached him before he's a good friend with his father obviously and uh, so he was so he said okay i want uh, i want haaland and both i mean the haaland one was i agree because um, they wanted a release clause inserted in the contract everybody wants haaland <laughs> yeah no but this is when he was going from salzburg to uh, dortmund I uh, and they would okay. and United United could have gotten him for as low as twenty five million, but uh, they wanted to reduce clause inserted in the contract. And I think if you're a big club and if you you that's an idea you automatically reject. They said seventy five million release clause, and United said no, thank you. We don't want to get drawn into this because mm. we we see the potential in the player. I don't know would I, I would you as a club take a player on the release contract knowing that you could get much more for him I mean if you, if you can get much more for him why not you know? but then he's almost like, almost like a fail I mean not really a fail safe now is it given that imagine if he'd gone to Dortmund and he, and he was utter shit hmm <laughs> so yeah so the, yeah that's fair <laughs> but unfortunately for the rest of the world but in my opinion I think 
you should everybody at least the premier league should stay away from haaland let him go wherever and you you will start to see the limitations in his game he is a number 9 he does not do much else and if he goes to madrid they will boo him in 2 years and in 2 years you will get him on a cut price deal could be a possibility as well and uh, as akshay you have real madrid news right sorry you have real madrid news right about the elections oh yeah by uh uh he's back as a unopposed president <laughs> of the club a uh, uh, good old fiorentino fiorentino uh, yeah given yeah. oh by the way uh, sergio ramos uh-huh. uh rejected his contract extension and perez informed him that they'll have to play the next season without him and Ramos said you have my blessing. Tara tara da. Insert thug life meme here. Uh Varane is available for 59 million. I think there are there are currently talks happening with United uh, to push a deal. Madrid look confident. So I think what will happen in this scenario is there will be a there will be a varan pogba swap yeah it might be mm, could work it could work and uh, you know you know what's the other thing they're saying psg might sell uh, mbappe to madrid mm. with cash plus vinicius <laughs> would yeah, i've been hearing about that as well dude if if psg sell mbappe to madrid i think that opens the door to kane moving there because they will be the only, like it ticks all the boxes number one money is not really a problem for them are is it number two no uh it's pochettino and the kane reunion will happen again number three so, so kane actually there's some news hmm. this guy called lou martin the journalist hmm. uh who is very close to guardiola hmm So he's saying City's goal is not Erling Haaland; it's Harry Kane. Despite Pep Guardiola stating they will not sign a striker, in addition, Kane's a little fed up with Jose Mourinho. I mean, what what do you think is goes the possibility? Which is yeah. Now we'll come to the weekend's games. Did you watch the Spurs uh, United game? I did. Yes, okay. yes. No, so so this see the the issue with Spurs, right? They are not a defensive team. I think Mourinho needs to get that into his thick head because you have they are the they have number two after probably Sheffield United who have conceded who have lost the most points from advantage positions. Correct. So that first goal happens, which is on, and I was telling and I was talking to Akshay when it was when the match was going on. That first goal happens, and uh, as I said, Akshay this is probably going to get ruled out because of a really dumb decision. uh tushar i don't know what you yeah i don't know what you thought about it yeah. but uh that's the stupidest decision i've ever seen <laughs> that sun like come on <laughs> i was just like i was as as watching it yeah. and as soon as our goal went in i, did, I didn't even celebrate because i was like oh i know they're going to pull it back for whatever bullshit that happened previously because the same thing and ironically the same thing happened to rashford okay and there was no foul given and the and this entire Sorry. entire passage of play happens right next to the ref the ref has seen it and then said no no mind we'll just go on and 
this is where i was like okay first of all i i like son and as a as a player i kind of lost a bit lost a bit of respect for him uh when i saw that happen i was like really dude like is this is this the best uh i mean i i is is this what you've been reduced to because he was yeah he was on that ground for 10 minutes right he was just sitting like as soon as he's like the physio came on and what made it yeah. worse all his players helping him out yeah Yeah. what made it worse was obviously the goal gets disallowed he gets up and then spurs and united are obviously pissed off you can tell they like their head is going yeah. and in and, and i'm watching the game and i'm thinking you morons calm down because this is this is exactly what they want there is the only way yeah. the only way mourinho can beat you is if he gets in your head yeah and which he did like he he got in their head and uh then they score like i don't know what son himself scores yeah son himself scores no problem with any of his eyes he's all well and good which makes it all the more worse and kavani is like there was this brief moment in the first half <laughs> like fuel on the fire like <laughs> yeah there is this i don't know if you if you caught this where kavani is like about to kick joe roden and then eric dyer steps in and that's kind of in my opinion that's why spurs lost the game obviously they lost the game because of mourinho being a moron but uh they that is where they lost the game because if eric dyer hadn't stepped in cavani would have gone for roden and he would have gotten sent off red card yeah yeah and that yeah, and that would have it would have been nasty yeah. yeah and so they go in at half time and obviously solskjaer is like what are you what the what the hell are you guys doing calm down play your game just calm down and these guys come out and then they start playing united have there's a stat united have taken 28 points from losing positions you know i was when we're speaking about managers right hmm. we were talking about Zidane. you know united always play well yeah we were talking about them right hmm. talk about ole hmm. you know united why they always play well only after half time Ole never came on before the 70th minute dude in his career okay <laughs> so the guy doesn't know how to play the first half so he knows how to play the second half so somehow he makes it he is that's, so that's like, good point is actually <laughs> he is that second half dude he came, I, i don't know what his half time team talks are because him and mourinho so the, the thing is every time i watched a game under mourinho and van hal whenever united go one nil down like went one nil down i was like oh game is over these guys are not pulling it back yeah under moyes mourinho van hal you just knew that the moment that one nil happened this united team can't break low blocks they have issues with they can't do it i have been so this season i have been so conditioned it's it's obviously not as great as it used to be but i have been so yeah. conditioned to like seeing these morons go one nil down and be like ha huh, fine they've got this it's ah, going to be okay. win it it's yeah win. it's it's this is easy we got in that confidence in, in our team it's uh, i don't know i actually like i mean what did you think of that second half oh. I, i don't know it just happened like our team just changed the style of play completely and it was it was actually fun to see them play the way they played that second half so i think it's it was a bit of both where Murray, so this is what mourinho does right you get a one nil lead and you sit back why are you sitting back <laughs> we have victor rindelof in defense he can't defend yeah 
your your goal came from a little of mistake correct push up but they drop back and then pogba the space opened up and he just started going so the equalizer is like tiki taka right. football and uh, then it it goes to cavani cavani makes the pass and then fred comes in on the rebound which is exactly the kind of goal i want i want that scrappy second ball goal which united have so have lacked so badly uh, for so long great play in the build up great finish and i think we come from a biased point here though it's like what did you think of that second half dude oh it's great mm. i think they channeled their anger towards fun like properly uh. and they went out and got us two goals also like united were like some different team away from first half to second half yeah i feel i agree with you like he must have given some crazy talk Mm. but also he must have made some formation changes and given some instructions i feel apparently like this is, there was a joke i saw on twitter it's like uh, solskjaer must have gotten them in at half time and said lads it's tottenham and <laughs> sent them back out <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that could work right <laughs> like if any team you can beat they've lost <laughs> they've always lost in winning positions this season so you guys can do it <laughs> see if you have if you if you are the reason for why steve bruce may get a new contract right you may be like partly some partly be part of that reason uh, given like if you have conceded 23 shots to newcastle in a match you deserve you you are bound to like you, manchester united are bound to get chances against them yeah yeah that itself should have fueled united like come on you know newcastle at 23 shots what do you get <laughs> <laughs> that that second goal is is a thing of beauty especially with like everything about it uh bruno nutmegs uh, reguilon then mason green yeah. early cross into the box and that diving header what a beautiful goal that's a beautiful goal yeah, yeah like beautiful and and then green would have had a good game as well dude he is actually really coming he's had a really good few weeks he he had some personal tragedies in his life at the start of the season so that you could clearly see it affected him um mm-hmm. and then um, i think but now he's starting to play with a smile on his face he's taking on more players he's yeah. it got to a, a point in the season and he's in what he's a 19 year old kid right and he was getting triple uh, teamed up every time he got the ball because the one thing about greenwood is his he has he has no weak foot so yeah, tech- yeah. yeah 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 you can shoot with either uh, so a, technically his right is his weak foot but that's what he scored the goal with and if you saw the goal like obviously lorry should be doing better but that was hit like a rocket into the near post yeah. i can do that's your it that's your, been yeah been uh, but is that your weak foot really if you can generate that much power <laughs> yeah He has a five-star week. I think if you haven't put your life savings on Mourinho getting sacked, mm-hmm. what are you even doing with your life, dude? Oh, yeah, dude. This is yeah. investment advice 101. He's already started. Did you see his comments <laughs> post-match? <laughs> see, Solskjaer. Yeah. Solskjaer, so yeah. I don't know why he does this. Okay, so, so if my... He said it in the in the Spurs game, the reverse fixture, he said the same thing also. He's like, if my son did what Lamela did, he would, he would be grounded for a week or something. And this time he said, if my son did what son did, uh he he wouldn't get food correct <laughs> then morinho in his press conference is like 
I am very surprised you haven't asked me about Ole's comments. I have spoken to Ole about it. <laughs> and he's like, he's like Son, Sonny is very lucky to have a father that is not like Ole. It is, as of, and obviously you could tell Ole had made those comments in, joy, in jest. Okay? And Mourinho did, Mourinho does what Mourinho does, right? He's, he took that and went off on a tangent and now nobody's talking about the performance. Yeah. And with every match, with every match, I like, I see Spurs conceding in the 60th, the 7th, like giving up a lead. And I'm like, okay, this is the game Kane is Kane has said, fuck this, I'm going. This is the game Kane has said, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't do this. I, I had one Greek friend from Newcastle. Hmm. And after the game, he just messaged me, oh no, Kane is leave. <laughs> like, yes, Kane is leave. <laughs> In, dude, he, he really needs to get out. Like, this is... Yeah, he. I think in the beginning of the season, he was all like loyalty. I believe in Tottenham and all that. Oh. <laughs> By the end of it, he's like, "Fuck this." <laughs> they have a they have a cup final next week. I no idea what they're going to do. Um, they're going to play Mourinho football. They play course. if they mobile. If they, I mean, Mourinho football works in a cup final because this is another stat. I yeah. I, I saw that. City in the league, especially, or just generally in, in domestically, every time they've conceded, they have not won the game. If they've conceded first, they have not won the game. Oh, interesting. So, this, if all Moreno has to do is score first. But that is. Moreno has won five out of six finals. But even if he scores first, he's going to concede. With his stance. Yeah, um, that they have to read that script and come down, score first. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you know what will But I, I feel that that City team is like, you know, it's like watching the Avengers. There is, there is literally two players. I think this is Pep's revenge for that Barca Madrid time, dude, with Moreno. <laughs> like, how much shit Moreno gave him those few years. He's going to take out all of that shit now. I feel we should do one episode on those four classicals. You know, that they had two classicals in the Champions League final and then they had um, one in the Copa del Rey and one in the league in a space of three yeah. to four weeks. Yeah. It was... Two years ago, right? Three years ago? No, no. Mourinho. insane. 2012. Oh, 20... oh, that was... Oh, it's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> 20, yeah, it, <laughs> it was when, uh, you know, you know when those classicals were like real, like, the classicals where everyone kicked the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Asimiro kept it up with his red card this time. <laughs> uh, but he, how did that happen? What, what did he do? I forgot, but he just got two yellow cards. He was just pulling shit. He was just fouling Barca players. And he's grinning and going off. And Zidane doesn't look mad. Like, he's like, come, Aja beta, Aja. Like, good job, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like tapping him and good job and all. And he's looking at Komen and huh. smiling at him also. <laughs> like, fuck you. Ten of us enough to handle you, no problem. He's <laughs> going and sitting down. I mean, if if they decide to go after, if Barcelona decide to go after Genie Wijnaldum and uh, Memphis Depay, I don't really know what else there is to say. Now you watch but, them. I, but 
but what a classic that was like what a classic like like hats off to like like uh, like zidane like mm. I, since ronaldo left i haven't really been like impressed by madrid's football mm. but dude that that game they did something like they did some magic modric like he was like placing balls like 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 giving his forwards candy like like properly like placing them at their feet in a way that they could go and score like vinicius just had to run and score he's 34 what like he was doing the benzema goal is something to talk about oh the benzema yeah. goal is lovely the benzema has finished back he no look yeah yeah i was just saying right dude benzema starts smiling after ronaldo left <laughs> like he shouts at vinicius now hmm. he's like ah fuck you why would he score <laughs> so he's taken over the ronaldo role where ronaldo used to fight like like every time benzema miss ronaldo is like no hmm. he's going to this big like reactionary thing and then benzema's like shit 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 i'm going to lose my like job <laughs> uh, like i'm going to be out of this team tomorrow <laughs> now he's smiling he's doing back heel goal kicks and on something now <laughs> he's doing he's the main man dude Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, speaking of quite a good season at Madrid. Sorry. He's having a good season at Madrid. Oh yeah, he definitely is. I think he's main man. He's quite underrated as well. So. Mm. Yeah, he is a main man. That's what like Zidane's everything is is Benzema right now. Like you can do everything. No need anybody else. Guys, I think it's time we talked about the greatest English midfield midfielder uh, of our generation. uh some people call him jesse messi some people <laughs> call him lingardinho messi lingard messi, messi lingard messi lingard the man is on fire and west ham <laughs> west ham are poised to to yeah, go on a european tour <laughs> <laughs> I, I I heard this. <laughs> so I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were like, "Oh yeah, Mark Noble is going to uh, go around Europe next season with an armband that says Brexit means Brexit, <laughs> and <laughs> and like and the words leave tattooed onto his arm." Dude, West Ham against I I don't know what West Ham I was watching this uh, just before the uh, our game just before the the Spurs United game I was watching the the West Ham game and I've I've kind of almost stopped listening to commentary I play watch alongs because they're much more interesting to hear at this point and the right. and that West Ham channel was was saying please don't score three goals in the first half please don't score three goals in the first <laughs> half and we we'll take a two nil win we like a two nil win this is great when the two nil is amazing. Second half, they hit three goals, and the whole channel starts shitting it. Well, they're like, "Oh no, oh shit, oh shit," and and they're not wrong because <laughs> Leicester almost came back. They don't want to defend. Yeah, three two, three yeah, two, <laughs> with a last minute almost equalizer. But who would have thought David Moyes, that the one that that coached Manchester United, be pulling this kind of shit? with west ham i mean i i feel once he really needs like west ham everton are the kind of clubs he really works at because the players believe in him you can tell he's basically cre- created everton 2.0 at, at west ham um yeah, yeah. Mm. but really i think west ham mm. 
are under big big pharma or something because i think they want to give their fans heart attacks dude <laughs> i think the cardiologists are paying them off or something because every fucking game they go three and then they some more bottle like almost bottle <laughs> they, they they did it against wolves they did it against <laughs> arsenal they drew they did it against leicester <laughs> so the, the attack is excellent the defense is like oh god what is happening at the back and now they've lost cresswell they've lost declan rice and uh, antonio also is out and i think they play only so them and liverpool have the easiest runs uh, from the remaining fixtures if i am not mistaken because chelsea have a pretty can you can you actually say yeah. this season that that lingard might be one of the best players in the prem right now oh yeah on this top, season yeah this season i think after after reaching west ham he's he's been like really good no I, i'm saying across the board of all strikers or attackers yeah i i could say he's would you had, say would you say linkard is is number 1 or 2 in, in the pl this year i wouldn't say number 1 number 2 i'd say he's 5 um, yeah he would make my top 5 as well because uh i'd say salah kane and son have had better seasons um i'd, I'd say gundogan has had a great season Um, yeah but those guys are getting service hmm right this fellow like he's taking the ball running is dribbling through something and all and swinging the ball and curving it from here there something now so the, he's way more effective and way more important like without lingard in that west ham team they would have been 10th i think yeah so, so the thing with the thing with lingard right his his best comes when west ham are in transition or oh, like when any, any team is in transition even when he was at united obviously the pressure is a lot higher and there's you know there's just there's a whole different element attached to it every time united played on the counter attack lingard's off the ball movement was causing issues to every defense which is why pep hates him so much because every time lingard started a game uh, under ole versus pep he would run that his defense ragged high line, and that and you're seeing that unfold at uh, west ham now because you have somebody who's great in transition you have a midfielder who's also now like playing as a striker in jared bowen who who's doing quite well uh you have one destroyer in, in midfield in declan rice who's excellent and you have this check tank in uh, thomas suchek who will who is the nicest guy you will meet but will put an elbow in your face basically he's like felaini right so you I have to point out yeah for you have a really strong team that may not be all their defensively but are good enough to keep like are good enough to compete on some level and i feel that fans not being in the stadium has contributed to west ham success because one the west ham fans and their board hate each other right they, each game in the london stadium first of all the pitch is so far from the fans that's it they moved from upton park to that louser to this thing there i think moise himself is more confident without supporters <laughs> around remember when moise was <laughs> he's always scared of getting booed like he's like shit 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 like it but i i think i mean i if if you know they don't qualify for champions league and if they qualify for europa i think they've had a great season yeah yeah epic like we punching above the weight they 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 like sheffield last year Yeah, pretty much. But Sheffield, I hope they don't have a fall off like Sheffield did because uh, that's not the most fun one. That would be unfortunate. But guys, for a second season in a row, Leicester are about to bottle it. Um, they have 
their fixtures are not very kind either. I think now they have a good run, but their last three are um, Chelsea, United, and Tottenham. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. That's that's correct. Yeah. But they'll win against Tottenham. Oh, they, they, they yeah, haven't. Tottenham score first, they will win. Yeah, they should probably let... And, you know, the stupidity about this was that uh, James James Madison didn't play. Uh, neither did... Uh, what's, his, what's his face? Neither did Ayose Perez and one other person because they were all... They breached COVID regulations. They oh, went to a party in Ayose Perez. Yeah, they had punishments. Yeah. And yeah. now... And James Madison, you absolute moron. You're in contention for the Euros. What are you doing? Yeah. Stupid decision. So, yeah, I mean, um, currently, like, I, I see if Leicester uh, pick up, study the course for the next four, four to five games, I think they'll be in the top four. But, uh, okay, I, th- um, I feel uh, Liverpool are coming. They have the easiest run in. They only play United, if I am not mistaken. United is their only yeah. tough game. We play them three games, three mm. weeks later. Mm. Game week 34. Yeah. So who is your, who, who is your no, top? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who are your top four picks for the season? City, obviously. Mm. Uh, United. I think um, third, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit confused. But I think Chelsea might squeeze in the fourth somehow. I think Chelsea are getting fourth. Yeah, I think like to yeah. make sure we get fourth somehow. I think Chelsea and West Ham might finish a top four. I'm looking at Chelsea's fixtures and Chelsea, they have Brighton next, which is easy. Um, West Ham, I think they'll, they'll be, will be able to get a result. They have Fulham... Then they have City, then they have Arsenal, then they have Leicester. So their run-in was also not really the easiest. I mean, uh, Arsenal would have been, uh, what do you call, uh, I would have said a write-off for Chelsea, but given how how they beat them the last time, you can't tell which Arsenal will show up. So that's yeah, also, that's the thing about Arsenal. You don't know on that day who, who they will be. Like, yeah, they either be <laughs> even I'm, they don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> funny. <thing. laughs> I, I'm looking forward to uh, the Slavia Prague game to see what happens there. So, anyway, um, so your my I think my top four would probably be City, uh, United. I think. West Ham and I was going to go for Chelsea but I I've just looked at the fixtures and I, I honestly feel Liverpool might pip them to it purely by uh, what's left it, it'll be okay maybe this is I mean it's not really a proper answer but I, I feel Liverpool or Chelsea will take fourth a third and West Ham will take fourth I feel uh, Leicester are about to bottle this again in spectacular fashion yeah, he was hoping to that. Yeah, I, I just feel. See, I I don't know, dude. I, there was one result which we didn't talk about on the weekend, uh, which kind of pissed me off. I mean, when I when it happened, I was very happy, but then it pissed me off the more I thought about it. It was City playing uh, Leeds. Leeds, and, yeah. yeah, and Leeds get a great goal. I don't see. I don't know what Stuart Dallas is doing up the pitch so high. Great for me personally from a fantasy perspective because I had him on the bench and he came on with 17 points. 
and then the most bizarre red card I've seen in a while where Liam Cooper clears the ball but catches the guy on the follow through and it's deemed a, it's deemed violent conduct and he sent off that made no sense to me whatsoever I was like is really is this the reason you're sending this guy off um but Leeds held on I mean they held on the city equalized Bielsa tactics are just next level like they they explained like how they let john stones have a lot of the ball mm. because every time john stones would carry the ball forward and he would try to make a pass everybody mm. was blocked by leeds player so he couldn't do anything so, mm. so he, they basically rendered him useless mm. i think by giving john stones yeah yeah he's not the most creative or he's not the kevin de bruyne type right? mm. but he, he can just do whatever whatever he can do a little bit and but clearly he can't penetrate defenses so yeah and it's i think they 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 kept them at bay for a while especially with 10 men cuz 10 men against 11 men against city is difficult 10 is almost an impossible task and yeah. to win from that position is like take take some doing and what a goal by stuart dallas in the second half breaks run through midfield and starts it between the keeper's legs 2-1 90th minute full scenes and now city are 11 points ahead uh, united have a game in hand that could drop to 8 uh when united play leeds if they play leeds when city are playing their cup final which makes it more in, which makes the defeats to Sheffield United and the draw to Everton all the more infuriating because that Sheffield United game was completely on uh, on the team they came out they yeah. thought they'd won the game in the tunnel they came out and they com- screwed themselves over and the Everton display was again a sense of cockiness going in tunnel going up tunnel at half time and then David De Gea um just refusing to come off his line did you notice one thing in the spurs game every time um like a ball would come deep into the united half dean henderson was there he was there to pick up collect and and distribute again he had i feel that's something de gea never does he never comes out of his box to clear or like to uh, to push his team up and I don't, I'm not quite I'm not quite ready for a world where Dean Henderson replaces De Gea as number one permanently, but I feel this could be the kick up the ass that De Gea needs. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think he's out. I think De Gea is out anyway. Yeah. Akshay, you were saying? Yeah, I think Henderson's been our number one for the last few games. Mm. He's been, as you said, distributing the game very well. Mm. Uh, having more clean sheets than what De Gea has had mm. over the last few games that he's played. Mm. Uh, so I, I feel like Henderson is coming up on top as number one. Mm. But uh, I would really love to see De Gea come back to who he was for us and winning our games for us. Mm-hmm. Let's see. That's a topic for another day, I guess. but uh, we'll quickly talk about uh, our boys newcastle uh and uh, and alan st maximan scoring one of the best goals i've seen <laughs> in the premier league this year what a run 
Like, like, I, I don't know how they do it. They're just somehow surprised. Yeah. Somehow they just managed to pull themselves forward. So, I mean, good on good on the boys. They look like they're probably staying up six points between them and Fulham now. And Fulham, uh, look, they, I mean, they've had four losses in a, low, in a row. So, and Lukman is injured, which probably means their, their season is done too. I like Scott Parker. I hope he does well, but things are looking bleak. Chelsea absolutely demolished Palace uh, in in that oh, opening. I love that. It was such a fun game. Like, it was such a fun game to yeah. watch. It looks like Pulisic yeah, is back. Going in. Yeah, Captain America mm. in full form, dude. Mm. Pulisic and, and Kai Havertz, like, uh, great. I mean, great if you're a Chelsea fan. Not so great if you're following them on FPL because... Ah, uh, that that goal was was killer. Like everyone, it was a guaranteed clean sheet and just stupidity on. Uh, I think who who was it? Was it uh, Rudiger who let Benteke go and yeah. and there went the clean sheet. Uh, now I think we'll quickly like look at our FPL squads and teams. How did each and each and every one of you do? Dodge, you played triple captain this week. You should have played it next week, dude. <laughs> you told me to do it. I did it. <laughs> I said play it against. You guys were like. I said no, You said put. Do, do, you were like, just do this and set it and forget it. I said, okay. And I did it. That's it. <laughs> sure. I mean, he has Kane and Son. So he's, he's prepped for yeah. another double game week. Actually, how did you do, dude? I, I just about managed to be just above the uh, average by two points. Mm. Just bad decisions. Uh, and Pep messing up, screwing us all over as, as usual. As per. Yeah. And uh, hopefully next week with the double game we coming in, I hopefully will do better. So I, I pulled in about 68 points this week. I, and a lot of it is attributed to Stuart Dallas and Ian Nacho, who both had uh, double-digit hauls. Dallas came off the bench because Pep didn't play DS, and I brought in DS last week, yeah. uh, thinking, oh, he's the one player Pep will never rotate, and he managed to do that as well. <laughs> and, yeah, I did that as well. And yesterday, I saw this like meme where as soon as Foden scores, he runs over to Pep and he starts celebrating. <laughs> Like within seconds, there's this meme on on Twitter saying, "On Saturday, on Sunday, I will not play any of you, whenever they play." <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I think it's time to get get rid of City assets. I feel um, they're quite useless, given given just how how uh, crazy Pep is with his with his rotation. Um, but for the coming week. I've decided to play my free hit. There's a double game week for Spurs. Uh, some may say this is it's stupidity given that they play Everton and Southampton. Everton, who are pragmatic under Carlo, aren't really the most uh, forward-progressing team. So I assume that might be quite dead. But yeah. uh, um, I think there is also game week 35 has a set of double game weeks coming, which... Um, because there are a lot of FA Cup fixtures and there are, um, what do you call, there are, there are basically the FA Cup semifinals and a lot of games to catch up on. 
um, that a lot of, lot of lot of teams that haven't played their uh, haven't finished their quota yet and that should happen in game big 35 or 36 so there's this guy on twitter called ben krellin who tweeted out this thread where he talks about um double game like um which are the teams that have the most chances of having a double game week uh, villa and everton for sure are having double game weeks um and they won't have another blank for the end of the season city uh, newcastle and uh, brighton they are they're up on their next up on that list city which has a 70% chance newcastle and brighton have about 35 each okay. um lester also have have a 68% chance of a double with versus newcastle and either united or chelsea chelsea have a 50% chance versus uh, city or arsenal or leicester and united have a 31% chance with villa and leicester um arsenal have again uh, have west brom this is a very small chance that they get west brom and chelsea the same uh, the same game week so it's mm-hmm. just um so the teams that so he also tweeted out a list of teams that who won't get a double game week in 35 uh, and then that that those were spurs liverpool west ham wolves burnley West Brom and Sheffield. This there's a whole thread on Twitter which you yeah. can go check out. He's he's super uh, informative. That's something I would um I would encourage people to check. Um Akshay is is there something is do you have any captaincy picks for the week or or somebody you're looking to bring in? I'm going to bring in Sun for sure. Mm. Uh since he has a double game week and Bale has not been starting and not been getting any play time. Mm. Uh and Sun is in good form. Uh so he could be a good captaincy choice as well. But uh but, but again you have Kane who is uh, and as good as the captain choice as Sun would be mm. because of his double week. Yeah, so I've uh, mm. planning to remove some city asset as well. at least so, one of my defenders uh, is going to go mm. uh, i was thinking sure about that mm. i was actually it's funny you mentioned son because i i did bring him into the squad but i'm having doubts about having him as a um as a full time uh, on in the squad because i feel mora is is doing more and by bringing in mora i can bring in at least one chelsea player who play brighton um and pulisic is on form but the only risk attached to that um transfer is is Tuchel's rotation i they have the cup final they might play one uh, yeah mm, cuz i think correct, he's played correct. three games in a row right yeah pulisic so he played porto he played palace and he played i'm not sure who they played before porto again like he started all three so i i, I don't know if he'll if his hamstring will take those three so he is definitely someone um that i i'm looking at obviously i brought in uh, messi lingard who has burnt me for the last couple of weeks i'm not i haven't had a i wouldn't say my fpl i've had a bad few weeks i've been slowly rising up in numbers far from where i where i wanted to be but at least i have been only i've been seeing green arrows hopefully that continues this week um and i've gone i mean there really is no better captaincy choice than kane now is it so i mean kane and son Are, are yeah. definitely i would 
encourage people to pick Kane because he's having the season of his life. Son looks a little exhausted. Uh, he's finished his quota of games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're looking for somebody who doesn't have a double game week and you still want a captain, I think Bruno's a good shout. Uh, Bruno versus Burnley, Salah versus Leeds, and Lacazette versus Fulham are all, as well as Ianacho versus uh, West Brom, they're all really good shouts. And that's something I would yeah, shout. That's a good shout for a captain. Yes, Lingard against Newcastle also is a really good shout. And I think now is a time of the season where we at least I'm going to start in, investing in Liverpool uh, defenders because their run-in seems to be the most peaceful of the lot. I see Trent is generating his some pretty close to his old numbers. So I feel there is mm-hmm. the most bankable defenders we can keep. Their backline hasn't changed much. It's it's Trent, Quebec, uh, Phillips and uh, Robertson. So one and, and you have Phillips side too is at a budget four million. So you can invest so you can invest that money elsewhere in the squad if need be. The good thing about this season is that there aren't a lot of premium picks doing really well which means a lot of the 6 millions to the mid-range players are kind of where your money should be going uh, I'm even thinking of punting on Pogba this week uh, I f- he had a great game against um, against uh, uh, Spurs and I feel um, and, and I feel with the way Burnley play and if they drop into a low block it gives him more space to operate he did get the winner against them last time uh, as well so I, I feel just Pogba is is, play, is slowly coming into form. It seems like a good, it's a slightly left of field choice for for a captain, but completely, completely uh, down uh, reasonable if you want to pick him. And another pick for the weekend could also be Greenwood, who's uh, been in form. He's getting a few. He's getting playing time as well now. And Greenwood is actually yeah he's been quite impactful for the team as well my only issue with Greenwood in uh, this scenario is that he's um, he's coming on to replace Rashford and his impact is limited to that 20-25-25 minute um, period his numbers are he's really generating like he's he's getting forward more He's had. He's got about. He's had about three big chances in the last few games. He's he's scored in three consecutive games. He scored against the defeat against Leicester in that defeat in the FA Cup. He scored uh, against. No, he didn't score against Granada, but he did score against Brighton, and then he scored against uh, Spurs. So Greenwood definitely, uh, definitely a cho- choice. And if you're not not going for Greenwood, uh, you have Cavani because United don't really have any of the number nines. And he was yeah. exceptional against um, Spurs. And I think the way, also once again, with the way Burnley play, uh, him having more space to operate is def- is something you should really consider. Okay, I think uh, that's about wraps up the episode. Anything else you guys want to add? Mm, I don't think that's good. <laughs> okay, I will bring down this episode. This episode might be an hour long. <laughs> Goodbye, forty-five minutes. But I mean, um, we should we'll 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 try and keep it to as short and as condensed as possible. Brevity. <laughs> <laughs>
I think um, the weekend's fixtures roll into next week. So we'll probably be back around this time next week to discuss them as well. Um, next week, we'll look at obviously the fixtures that have gone by. There are no Champions League or Europa League fixtures next week. But obviously, the results of tonight will dictate um, what happens and where we end up going from here. Uh, and yeah, we have a cup final to look forward to. Maybe Mourinho can pull it off. Maybe he won't. Let's see. Um, we'll speak to everyone soon. Bye, guys. Bye, cheers. Bye-bye.